Hello, good humans. It's me, Amanda, and welcome back to Self with Amanda. On this podcast, I share ideas, experiences, and have conversations to explore the self. By developing our own self-awareness, we can better show up for ourselves and those around us and hopefully all live happier and healthier lives. Today's episode is about burnout. I'm going to be talking through what burnout can look like, some signs to look out for, how to prevent burnout, and then what to do if you are burnt out right now or if you're right on that cusp and you know it's about to happen. I've been back from Japan now for a couple of weeks and spent about four and a half weeks there snowboarding, working online, uh, hanging out with some mates and catching up with a lot of my long-term Naseko friends. And when I got there, I was on the cusp of burnout. Now, if you listened to episodes from about a year ago when I was there, you would have heard me talking about a lot about rest and recovery, about letting people down because again, around the same time, I was on the cusp of burnout and then ended up burning out completely. So I wanted to share a bit about my reflections while I was in Japan and what I've learned about burnout as a result, because that was pretty significant for me last season. Let's start with this winter though. I went to Japan and had four and a half weeks planned there. And that was following, you know, if you've heard a previous episode, quite an intense time in Australia where we were cyclone prepping and spending time uh, with my partner's family in the Gold Coast. So I get to Japan and I know already that it's about to come. So for me, the most important thing was resting and prioritizing sleep. And that's what I did. I spent the first week sleeping nine hours a night, sometimes 11 hours a night, which is so, so rare for me. And that was a huge indicator that that's what my body, my mind, my emotional being needed in order to properly recover and recoup. And I'm so glad I got that time and that space to do it because that is ultimately what saved me from totally burning out in that first week or two in Japan. So when I had that full week of sleep afterwards, the clarity kind of came back to me and I was able to really see, okay, how intense and the toll that the past couple of months had taken on me and started reflecting on what it was like last season when I was there. Now, last season, I was juggling a lot of things at once. I had just officially gotten into a new relationship. Uh, we were doing long distance immediately. (laughs) And then I was balancing a ton of different work. I had my usual online stuff. I was working in the resort for uh, a company that I've worked for before. I was doing the podcast. I was juggling so many different balls at once and trying not to drop any of them. 
at the same time, I wanted to have fun. I was there to snowboard. So dedicating time to that while wanting to do everything and do everything well was really hard. And I had these flags, these indicators showing up to tell me the warning signs that this was coming. And of course, I knew that I was operating in the red. You know, I was going to bed maybe at 1 or 2 a.m. sometimes and then waking up at 6 o'clock, 6.30. So getting about four and a half hours sleep, which is way below what I need and relying on that to get me through loads of different work throughout the day. And that might mean a full day shift um, working in retail, followed by doing all my online stuff, followed by trying to prep and do something for the podcast or create some marketing, whatever it was, it was so much. And everyone has different capacities to cope and to manage with certain levels of stress. My system is quite accustomed to managing and taking on chronic stress for a long period of time before it burns out. No matter what, everyone is capable of burnout, right? It's just a matter of when or how much is needed to load the system in order to get there. And this, of course, went on for about a couple of months and then it was just wearing at me. And I knew that I was burnt out when one day I woke up and it was a powder day. We had had so much snow overnight. It was my day off work. I woke up in the morning and I didn't want to go snowboarding at all. And that might sound a bit silly. It's like, yeah, wow. Well, what's the big deal? It's that is not who I am. I love the snow. I would ordinarily never miss a powder day. I am more than happy to get up early. You know, I'm a, I'm a morning person and I would always create space for that because it's epic. Like when this, when the weather's on, you know, you don't have no control over it. And so I would be someone who is so excited, would wake up early normally and be out there on the snow. But this particular day I woke up and I was in bed and I couldn't even fathom the idea of getting out of bed that day. I remember messaging David, my partner, and asking if he was free to talk. And I was like, I'm not in a good way. And so we made some time and I laid in bed, I think, for another hour or two. And I eventually got on the phone with him and I cried for about three hours. And that's, again, quite unusual for me. You know, everyone needs a good cry and I love crying when I need to cry. But for me to just have this breakdown and to feel this load of exhaustion was a clear sign that I was totally burnt out at that point. And so I want to start by talking about what what burnout actually is, right? So for me there and, you know, if you're listening and you've experienced burnout, you're probably going to relate to this. Burnout is a state of complete mental, physical and emotional exhaustion. And for me, the way that I describe it and feel it is that my tank is 
completely depleted and at zero. I have nothing left to give to anyone. But most importantly, I have nothing left to give to myself. So that is the number one, you know, that's what burnout looks like. And then in terms of how it also, what burnout is, sorry, and then in terms of what it can also look like, total hopelessness and loss of motivation for everything. So it's not just about being down or sad for a day. It is, wow, there's no point to any of this. And for me, as someone who is typically quite an optimistic, hopeful person uh, who really aims to operate in the present and looks forward to the future, that day laying in bed, I just thought everything was pointless and felt this huge sense of hopelessness that I wasn't going to get out of that. And I recognize that um, burnout, some signs of burnout can cross over into depression as well. And so I'm, I'm mindful of this as I'm sharing that, that this is not to say that if you experience some of this, like, oh, you know, you you might be depressed um, and I'm not a psychologist or a therapist and not here to diagnose any of that. It's I'm talking specifically here about burnout and if you suspect that you might be burnt out but there actually might be more to it, then I would definitely recommend you speak to someone. So burnout typically happens as a result of chronic stress on the system and the system being like your whole system, your nervous system, being unable to come back to a state of equilibrium and feeling regulated, being able to manage that stress. And a clear sign of that is not feeling rested after sleep, not feeling recovered no matter what it is that you do. So for example, if you might ordinarily feel really stressed from a day at work and then you go out for a surf in the afternoon or you go for a walk and you eat some good food and you get a good night's sleep and the next day you wake up and you're feeling, you know, pretty good again, well then you're very unlikely to be burnt out. Whereas if you are burnt out, if you're in that you can do all of those things and you wake up and and nothing feels different. You know, you will find it very challenging to get out of bed. You will be unmotivated to do anything and it will feel like the, the, the world is void of any hope. You know, you're not feeling purposeful. You are totally drained and you don't want to do any of the things that you usually do or enjoy doing. So, you know, that sign for me was that wake up on a powder day and not wanting to snowboard is just not who I am and is not how I would ever normally be. So it's a clear sign when you are so disconnected and you don't have motivation or don't want to do all the things you ordinarily love doing. So these are just some of the signs. And and again, it usually comes after a stage of chronic stress. And that stress can come from work, that can come from uh, like general life circumstances, whether that's relationships, family, whatever it is. And it's sustained for a period of time without providing that relief. And for me, that came from all of the stress and the responsibility and managing and juggling all these things at the same time and not giving myself any relief. 
And when you're there in a state of burnout, the thing that's needed there to recover is time and adequate space, first of all, for the system to be able to recover, which might mean stopping a lot of the things that you're currently juggling. And that was the case for me. I ended up having to resign from uh, my retail work that I was doing in the resort, a job that I really enjoy working for a manager who's one of my good mates. And it was so tough for me to make that decision and to let people down. And that feeling of letting people down, the guilt that's involved with that is even more exacerbated when you're burnt out because you don't have the regular um, emotional regulation tools. You are way less able to self-regulate and to move through those feelings kind of in a, in a healthy way. And so I felt the enormity of all of this and it felt like the weight of the world was on my shoulders and that I was letting people down. It was just a huge dark hole in me is what it felt like. So, you know, and I had my, my, one of my best friends come and visit while I was there and it was very challenging for me to be fully present with her. Even David came to visit while I was there and same thing like slowly recovering took me a good month and a half to two months to get to a place where not even that I was like fully recovered where my tank didn't regularly feel like it was at zero almost every day or almost every other day. So taking that time and space is needed and then re-implementing healthy routine and structure is needed. So the challenging thing is when you have a total loss of motivation is to be able to implement these things. What that looks like, first of all, is sleep, which is a key pillar as Daddy Huberman would describe it shout out to Huberman Lab. Uh, Sleep is such a key pillar to supporting your health. And I love sleep so much. And that means making active decisions to go to bed early, to wake up early, to get sunlight in the morning and to actively choose to do things that are going to get me out of bed. And that might be some yoga on the floor of my bedroom. That might mean sitting right in front of the window to do my meditation. So I'm looking outside and I'm taking small steps. My recovery out of burnout was really small steps at a time. There's no way that I could commit to doing, you know, a full hour of yoga when it was one of the last things I wanted to do, but I know is one of the greatest things that supports my health and my reconnection to self. So it was just taking these tiny steps of going, okay, I'm going to get out and just move for five minutes. And I'm just going to sit here and breathe for a few minutes. And so it's slowly reintroducing these practices, sleep, coming into some routine practices and habits. It's the second thing. Avoiding alcohol is a big key thing because alcohol is a depressant and um, 
of course, if you have hangovers and stuff as well, it's not going to make it any better. And just generally for supporting your health, it's not going to be something that is going to help you recover. It might mask some things and momentarily make you feel better for a couple of hours while you're having fun, but ultimately it's not going to help you come out of burnout. So Oh, what what where are we up to? Number four, having supportive people around you who can really understand and support you through this. I understand that not everyone has a great group of people around them as much as like I hope everyone does. So, you know, if you have even one person that you can reach out to and say, "Hey, I am fully burnt out," and I and I just need some support and someone to talk to and perhaps help keep me accountable a little bit um, and to just check in. And that being able to vocalize that and actually put words to it and say that you're burnt out can be a big sense of release, a relief and a release for some people. In an ideal world though, I would love if we never get burnt out and we are able to prevent it, to notice the signs earlier and to implement things in our lives that that prevent us from getting there. So to finish this off, I just want to share a couple of tips there to prevent burnout and then how to notice that it's coming. In terms of what you can do regularly to support your health, again, regular, consistent sleep. So sleeping early and around the same time, meaning within one hour of your usual bedtime and waking up again within one hour of your normal wake up time for the amount that you need and everybody's different. Something that I do is I prefer to go to bed early and wake up to no alarms and wake up to sunlight. That has been a massive like change and improvement in my life. Being able to wake up with the sun means that I wake up a lot more naturally and I I personally feel a lot more rested because I'm coming out of sleep in at a natural time and in a natural part of my uh, sleep cycle and rhythm. So, and, and also I recognize I'm very fortunate because I don't have to set an alarm to like be somewhere specifically. But that does mean I'm usually up at around 5.30 or so and there are some nights where, some days, sorry, where I might sleep a little bit longer, an extra hour and a half or something and I can do that because I don't have, you know, somewhere specific every morning and I've created time and space for me to have a lot of time in the morning for me. And again, that's another thing is implementing healthy morning routines and habits that help keep you grounded and that help support your nervous system from the start of the day. So by doing these practices and maintaining a regular routine, what it prevents is that tank of yours going all the way down to zero. Uh, something else I would say is movement. I'm a huge advocate for movement. Of course, that helps 
to maintain a mind and body connection as well because our body tells us so much. When we are constantly in a state of stress and anxiety and you are connected to your body, you will notice. You will notice things in your gut. In your, you'll notice changes in your digestion. You will feel this closing in of your body um, more tense around your abdomen area. Perhaps you'll notice that your heart rate is more elevated through the day, that your breathing switches from nasal breathing to mouth breathing because your nervous system is sitting in a sympathetic state for most of the day. So incorporating daily movement and particularly practices that allow you to deepen your connection with your body help you to notice these things as well and to be aware of those changes in your body as a reflection of, you know, stress that's on the system. So regular and consistent sleep, movement, morning routines, nourishing food is so important for supporting your mental and physical health. And if you haven't done so already, I would really implore you to Notice how particular foods make you feel throughout the day or even the next day. So whether that's if you love snacking and eating loads of sugar, of course, when you eat it, all that dopamine's in, it's going to feel great. Notice how you then feel a few hours later or perhaps the next day. If there's any kind of come down from that sugar high and if emotionally, that's something that you want. You know, that's just questions to ask. And I know which food, which is always vegetables for me, that I eat that really allow me to feel nourished and um, feel really great, you know, through the day. I have more clarity of mind and I sleep better on, you know, having eaten particular foods as well and avoiding some other food. And I think that's important for each person to figure out for themselves Uh, and drink lots of water. I mean, basics kind of, but it's just things that I think we neglect. And of course, uh, avoid alcohol, like I said earlier. So these are the, the kind of daily routine things. And then to support your nervous system, developing tools and resources to help you self-regulate and manage stress. And that can be all of those things that I just mentioned earlier, but really having a couple of things that you can relieve your stress through. And that could be a sport, a hobby, something outside of you know, the space that you're typically in that might induce the stress. So if you work in an office environment, do something outside. Uh, and yeah, find, find these resources that you can draw on to help relieve and manage that stress rather than having to wait until it builds up to the end and then you're in a state of burnout. So these are just some tips on what you can do and implement in your regular routine. And then the signs to notice in that pre-burnout stage is if you start noticing yourself being less patient, these changes in who you are fundamentally, right? Like when you're feeling good and you're connected to self, who are you? How do you behave? How do you Uh, your thoughts show up? How do your behaviors show up? How do you treat other people? Are you 
then a bit more reactive. Do you notice yourself feeling more stressed when you wake up, more anxious when you wake up regularly? Start to notice these patterns. And when it becomes something that's not just, you know, a bad day here or there, or there's a few days of extra stress at work and you're kind of managing that and then it's fine. If you notice that this is building and it's starting to become something that you are regularly feeling and experiencing over the course of a couple of weeks and then into three or four weeks into a little bit more, you are heading towards burnout. And then again, it's essentially doing the things that you would do in burnout, finding time and space and taking yourself back to a state of equilibrium and being able to manage that. And that might mean reprioritizing things, saying no to work. That might mean taking some time off work to get yourself to recover because spending a week to recover to avoid that potential burnout is going to be far more uh, time-saving if you want to call it that. But, you know, it's, it's a much healthier thing to do in order to avoid burnout rather than get there and then have to take two or three months to recover. And that's no judgment. Like I have let myself get to a point of burnout several times in my life and it's not something that I recommend or enjoy at all. And a lot of those times I saw the signs coming and it felt like it was just getting ahead of me. So I understand what that can be like when it's all just a bit too much and you and you feel totally out of control and you just end up getting there. But my hope is that you know, if you're listening to this and you're even nearly there or something, that this is your reminder to take time for yourself and make more drastic changes. So if your regular routines aren't helping, then you need to do something different. And that might mean getting outside support. You know, if you don't have close friends and stuff who might be able to help, then that might mean seeing a professional to support this so that you can really avoid and get out of that um, and come back to a good, healthy state. So this was just a bit about burnout. I hope that it's been valuable for you listening. And this time of the year, early on, you know, we are so motivated to do big and great things. And that's an awesome thing. And I, I hope for you, whatever it is that you're out there doing in the world, doing incredible, great things, that you continue to support your mental, physical, emotional, sexual health, your health holistically in order to keep yourself in a good state that is sustainable for you and to keep your system regulated and feeling good and connected to self. So that's all for today. Thank you for listening. You can listen to this podcast anywhere you get podcasts and you can watch it on YouTube as well. Please rate and review the show if you enjoy it. I release episodes every Thursday and I will see you next week. Bye.